Hi, everyone. Vegas film critic here, Jeffrey K. Howard, here to review The Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix and directed by Todd Phillips, a movie that has generated so much publicity, so much buzz, so much backlash, well before it even was released in theaters. I mean, I've never seen anything like this uh, due to its subject matter. We have uh, Joaquin Phoenix playing uh, Arthur Fleck, who's a man who's a clown by day and a stand-up comedian by night. And he was taught by his mother to make everyone laugh, to treat every day and spread sunshine and all of those happy thoughts. And of course, he lives in Gotham City, which is a really rough place where he's beaten up, you know, spinning a sign dressed like a clown or, or being ridiculed doing his stand-up. He's on the verge of a nervous breakdown. He's, he's got basic mental illness in the background waiting to bubble up. And it just takes one more incident to he was going to snap. So Joaquin Phoenix... You know, without giving any spoilers away, because this is an amazing film. It really is. And people were upset. Uh, critics were about the violence in the film. And I counted, you know, nothing to spoil away. He killed about six or seven people. Okay, I'm just going to put that up. Rambo, the week before, killed about 50 people. Okay, he decapitated heads. He stabbed people brutally. Well, I'm just trying to say that the violence in Joker is, you know, when it does arise, is pretty graphic. But in comparison to something like Rambo, it's like, why aren't people protesting that film? You know, and I love Sly and I loved Rambo, Last Blood, but it was far more shocking than Joker was. Now, getting back to Joker, uh, Todd Phillips gives us some really great Easter eggs in this movie because we have Robert De Niro, who essentially is this talk show host. And if you remember The King of Comedy, which is one of my favorite Scorsese films, he played Rupert Pupkin. And he, basically, the Joker is Rupert Pupkin. He's basically making that movie all over again, uh, where he wants to be a stand-up comedian. He wants to get on this talk show that Robert De Niro hosts. He's kind of like a Johnny Carson of his time. And he's going to do some really disturbing things to get on that show and also to make his new character of Joker come come emerge from this hell that's been festering inside him. Uh, so while watching this movie, Joaquin just does some original stuff. He's one of our greatest actors of our generation. He really is. I had the pleasure to interview him a few times over the years. He is the nicest guy. Complicated, and you have to walk a fine line when you talk to him, uh, but he is essentially just, just one of the most amazing actors of our time. Now, Joaquin plays him as a sympathetic character. You really feel for this guy. He's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to make a living. He's trying to take care of his sick mother. And you really feel for him because he's out there doing the best that he can in Gotham City and no one will give him that chance, you know? And what's setting him back is he's got this laugh, that famous Joker laugh that he makes his own. It's not the it's not the Heath Ledger, it's not the Cesar Romero, it's not even the Jared Leto. He's got his own maniacal laugh. And we find out that it's a medical condition that he can't stop. So when he gets nervous, when he gets in a situation where he feels threatened, he starts laughing uncontrollably. He even has a little card that he hands to people that says, look, I have this condition, I'm not doing anything personally against you, you know, please understand what's going on here. And listening to his laugh, it's not just once or twice, it's throughout the entire film. This, this laugh that just sticks in my head and I couldn't get rid of it. Just really disturbing. It's just really creepy. Now, of course, one of the most famous iconic scenes in the movie, and it's destined to be legendary, is when he finally transforms into the Joker. He comes down this staircase uh, to that Gary Glitter song, Rock and Roll Part 2, who's a convicted sex offender serving 20 years in prison somewhere. So there's a lot of backlash of, of uh, Todd Phillips using uh, the Gary Glitter song. But, you know, you find out that Glitter doesn't receive any royalties from that. And it's just, I don't know why he chose that song, but it seems perfect. It really does. And Todd Phillips really messes with the audience because it's something that's happening in the movie is what we call in our creative writing class and screenwriting as an as the Joker is an unreliable narrator. There are times in the movie where you don't know what's real and what's not, you know, because that's why we're inside his mind sometimes and sometimes we're 
we're not. And it's if you just flash back to uh, Rupert Pupkin in in uh, uh, the King of Comedy, he does the same thing. He sits there pretending he's on the Jerry Langford show. He's pretending that he's having lunch with Jerry Langford. And so the Joker does the same thing. Arthur does the same thing. So you don't know sometimes what's going on, if it's real or not. And I love that about Todd Phillips. And Todd Phillips, he explains in the woke culture, he can't do comedies anymore. I, I've interviewed Todd, especially for The Hangover, you know, The Love Letter to Las Vegas, one of my favorite films, being a Las Vegas native. He says he can't do comedy anymore because of the woke culture, meaning you can't say anything anymore without offending people. Yet, you can turn to something like The Joker where people can be brutally murdered, and, and it's, it's just a crazy culture we're living in right now. Because I think Todd Phillips is one of the greatest voices in comedy, but comedy is being smothered. It really is right now. Ask, ask Mel Brooks when he was doing Springtime for Hitler, and comedy can't ring true, he said one time to me. And uh, so Todd Phillips really turned turns in this really dark film, which I have an argument with people, and I'm not going to get letters and emails about this. This is barely a comic film. This is barely the Joker, because other than mentioning Gotham City, another having Thomas Wayne in the film, this could have been about just Arthur Fleck. This could have been about someone diving into mental illness and transforming himself into some uh, alter ego, okay? So I, this is barely a comic book film. And I know people out there are or have an argument about how deep it is into the Joker and all that. And I disagree. I think this is just barely this much of it. It could have been a movie without the connotation to DC Comics. He could have been Joker, could have been a clown. People could have said, oh, that reminds me of Batman. But this movie barely references any of those comic book points. Now, finally, that staircase, I want to get back to that. I was sitting there during the movie watching him walk down those stairs and dance down those stairs. And I thought, wow, this is, especially in the movie poster, we have that famous scene in there. And I kept thinking, what other movies have those famous staircases? Of course, The Exorcist Stairs in Georgetown, which I've been to, uh, this famous staircase in L.A. with Lauren Hardy in the Music Box, their Academy Award winning short where they're moving uh, a piano up and down these long staircases. And of course, the Rocky Staircase in Philadelphia that people run up and do the and do the cheer and stand like that. So I think I want to make a pilgrimage to these staircases. And I wrote down the address. I found out where it is. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay, the iconic staircase, it's in Brooklyn. Oh, excuse me, the Bronx. 1150 West 167th Street, the Bronx. New York. So I have a feeling that, especially around Halloween, people are going to make pilgrimages there and take pictures on the stairs. So I don't know what what the people in that neighborhood are going to do. They're probably freak out about all the, the attention they're getting. Who knows? But the businesses might flourish around there. But I definitely want to try to make a pilgrimage to the Bronx, which I've never been to. I've been to Manhattan a thousand times, but I've never been to the Bronx. But I really want to check out that staircase. Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix turned in a dark masterpiece. I'm one of those critics that love the Joker. Some critics have come out and say it's not what it, you think it is. It's what's all the buzz about. I think the buzz is right up there. I loved it. Joaquin, Right now, you're a frontrunner for Best Actor. I can't think of anything else. We're going into award season. we still got two or three months left. But Joaquin, in my book, was just brilliant. And Todd Phillips, love what you're doing with these, these dramas, but we need some more comedy from you. Demand more comedy from you. All right, so check out Joker. It's disturbing. Don't bring the kids. It's rated R for a reason. It's not, a, it's not Suicide Squad. It's not a comic book film that you think in the traditional sense. It's a very disturbing uh, delve into mental illness and into a really dark place. So no children. All right, for more reviews and interviews, just surf on over to my website at VegasFilmCritic.com. Also, check me out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, hit that uh, thumbs up, and comment below. What did you think of Joker? Did you like it? I loved it. All right, I'm Jeffrey K. Howard in Las Vegas. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.